Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Single Mom Success Podcast, episode 48. Valentine's Day is bad for me. It's bad for me. It's bad for my hips and my butt and my stomach (laughs) and my general plan to lose weight. (laughs) This is the Single Mom Success Podcast, where we cover all the glorious mess that is life as a single parent and how you can navigate through to become the best version of yourself and how to live the life you desire. Do you want to get weekly email reminders of your awesomeness? Head on over to thesinglemomblog.com to sign up today. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's Single Mom Success Podcast. I hope you guys are doing fantastically today. Um, So, gosh, it's been a while since the last podcast. Uh, Things have been busy. We've had... You know, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. The reason that there haven't been other podcasts, uh, I've sat down and probably recorded about five different podcasts, and after I go back to edit and review them, I end up uh, just completely getting rid of them. And the reason being is I sort of, I, uh, inevitably I end up delving down into politics and I end up in this total political rant. Um, and while I don't hide my political feelings, everybody who has listened to my podcast and knows me or has heard any of my previous podcasts, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. I am not really thrilled at all that he's our president. And uh, as of late so far, I'm not really thrilled with anything that he's done <laughs> with his presidency yet. Um, and every single time... I start to do a podcast to sort of dive into, I, I, I try to just touch on something and then it ends up becoming this big, huge thing because I am so passionate and I am so vocal about my political stance. Um, but it ends up being kind of all the podcast is about and I don't want that. Um, and it's been real difficult because there's been so much that's gone on. Most recently is is the nomination of, of uh, Betsy DeVos, who I uh, vehemently protested against. I, I called my senator multiple times, um, you know, and, and was very vocal about it on Facebook uh, and, and anywhere, basically, um, just because I feel that she's probably the least qualified person ever to have that position. Uh, and it's something that's very important to me and my family because of the fact that, um, you know, I, and I'm like, I always try and give people a chance, but I watched her confirmation hearing and was just horrified. I was just, you know, she just has no idea, um, you know, from from talking about, you know, uh, guns in schools with with the senator from Connecticut, which is which is where, you know, all of those children, you know, were were killed at, at their school, you know, and talking to him about guns and just her completely inept response to that, including something about bears Um from that to not knowing what IDEA was, the, the, the IDEA Act, which is to help children who are students with disabilities. 
this is one of the biggest reasons I had an issue with her is because my children are students with disabilities, right? So it wasn't just simply that I objected to her because she was a Trump nominee or because, you know, um, I just totally felt that she was just not well suited for the job. So, you know, very disappointed in that and a lot of things that have happened. Uh, but I didn't want that to be all my podcasts were about, right? I, I don't want them to just be rants about the political spectrum because it's not, you know, if I wanted to do that, I would have a political podcast, which I don't. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I am, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, I'm very outspoken in my beliefs and that's uh, the core of who I am and that's deep down the person that I am. I'm very vocal about what I believe and what's important to me. Um, and so I'm not going to not you know, mention it in my podcasts, but uh, I definitely don't want it to be all that my podcasts are about. So, uh, so I apologize for there not being one, but God, just every time I went and, and listened to it again, I was like, man, I lost it on that one. I went right off the rails and I kept going off the rails. <laughs> so today's podcast has nothing to do with politics. Um, and it actually has to do with the upcoming Valentine's Day. Um, so here in a little while, we have Valentine's Day, and as for me, uh, as a single parent, Valentine's Day is, is different, right? I don't have a significant other, I don't have anybody that I share it with other than my kids. One of my favorite, uh, little memes or pictures that I have is, uh, one that says, my Valentine calls me mom. And that's always been my favorite, right? Because, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Valentine's Day, I'm not anti-Valentine's Day, I just... It's always seemed, you know, one of those, it became really commercialized, just like all the holidays do, you know, unfortunately. Uh, but it did. It became a reason to buy crap um, and, and make people feel that if they didn't buy crap for somebody, they, you know, are wrong. Or if they didn't get crap from somebody, uh, that person doesn't love them or they should be offended or upset. Um, and so... It's always been one of those sort of holidays that I've just sort of always been like, eh, you know, it's it's a reason to buy chocolate for me. <laughs> so it really, <laughs> honestly, it's bad for me. Valentine's Day is bad for me. It's bad for me. It's bad for my hips and my butt and my stomach <laughs> and my general plan to lose weight <laughs> because everywhere I go is chocolate and it's different kinds of chocolate. It's like you know, Godiva chocolate and, and, and the, the specialty, you know, Hershey's chocolates and the different kisses that they have and the Dove chocolates and, you know, the sampler boxes, which like, I love the sampler boxes. And I find that it becomes a justification for me to eat more chocolate because I have to try all the different kinds of chocolate that are in there. So, um, but as a holiday in itself, um, it's always been just one of those where I'm like, I get something really fun, handmade Valentine's for my kids. And honestly, I kind of love those more than anything that I've ever gotten for Valentine's Day from a guy, right? Like I just, I do, I enjoy them more. They mean more to me than any lame, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's because, you know, every Valentine's Day that I've had where I was with somebody was just lame and sad. Like there was not... It wasn't anything where I'm like, oh, they pulled out all the stops and they, oh, they did all this stuff for me. Um, and, and not that I expect it, but maybe that's why I don't see the big deal about it. Maybe I've never experienced that. And since I've never experienced it, I don't know what I'm missing, right? Maybe that's what it is. Uh, so, you know, that could be it. 
But um, with Valentine's Day coming up, it, it definitely it brought up kind of a topic for me because everybody talks about Valentine's Day. And, and as a single parent or just single, period, um, you know, people approach the holiday differently. Like some people are like me and they really could care less and it doesn't really matter to them whether they're even if they're not single. Right. I know people that are in relationships and Valentine's Day is just a day. It's not a big deal. Um, they would rather their significant other express love for them on a routine basis throughout the year rather than just wait for one day to kind of make up for it all, right? Um, but, uh, so there's people like that who are like, eh, it's a, you know, it's a day. Maybe we'll go to dinner. Maybe we'll see a movie, but it's not, it's not that big a deal. It's not this huge thing. For other people, it's like the be-all, end-all. And if they're single... They get so depressed around this time of year because they, like, you know, they sit around going, oh, it's Valentine's Day and I don't have anybody and I, you know, I'm so lonely and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it's really emotional for them. They don't, they don't like it because they, they want that relationship. They crave that. And maybe that's what makes uh, Valentine's Day different for me too. I'm totally fine not being in a relationship. I like being single. I revel in my singleness. Um, I don't have the desire or energy or time to give to somebody else. I just don't. I don't have that in me. I have so much of me that goes to my three kids that I just don't have it to give somebody else. And I always tell people, like, I'm raising three kids. I don't need a fourth at all. Um, and the few times that I've tried to add that fourth, it was like having a fourth and it was, it was draining. It was so much work to try and make it work. And, you know, odds are that's because I have horrifying taste in men and the men I pick are just absolutely bad for me. It was like the worst possible idea of a relationship for me. Um, that, that that's why it requires so much work. So maybe someday I'll find somebody where it doesn't feel like that. But at this point in my life, I'm not even willing to try to find so Cause that, that's too much work too. Trying to find somebody is too much work. I, when it comes to relationships and when it comes to dating or men or even sex, I'm lazy. I'm lazy as shit. I don't want to do any of it. I don't want to do it. It's too much work. I am too damn tired. I take care of three children, four dogs, a lizard, and a business. And somewhere in there, I try and take care of myself. But that doesn't always happen. So what in the God's name would make me want to try and put forth energy to try and find somebody else to bring into this mix. I just don't have it in me. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are people who they, they do, they want that, they crave that. And so that brings up the topic of today, uh, today's podcast because um, what I'm talking about today is the difference between being alone and being lonely, right? And a lot of times people think they're the same thing and they're not um first of all I'm not lonely nor am I alone I'm hardly ever alone like I'm alone when my kids go to school and that's about it <laughs> but other than that I'm usually never alone um but I'm also not lonely I'm, I'm not lonely I don't have that hole that I feel is missing I don't feel like there's something missing in my life right and I think that's what causes that lonely feeling that feeling that you you want something that you don't have. You want that person, that someone. And again, I think a lot of people confuse the two, especially women, because we are more emotional. 
right? We're, we're the more emotional sex, <laughs> right? We are, um, when it comes to between men and women, um, most of the time, I'm not saying all the time and I'm not saying that, you know, as a stereotypical, uh, but you know, if we look at, you know, statistically, you know, women more often than men equate sex with love, right? Uh, they form attachments faster than men, right? Usually, um, to the point where we see attachments where they aren't, which is you know, one of the reasons that I have, you know, my exes that I have. So, um, it's, it's, it's something that we as women, it's like, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe it's, it's that weird, maybe it's a genetic thing. Maybe it's a, you know, a, a societal thing, who knows? But somewhere, a lot of women feel like if they don't have somebody, then they're missing something. There's something missing from their life. And so, uh, you know, that's the difference. And I think that a lot of women, like I said, they do tend to confuse that. Um, I have known several women in my life, um, a couple that were far and above worse than most of the others, but who I never, ever saw them single. Never. For a significant amount of time. One in particular comes to mind from the time I met her till the time that I stopped associating with her. She was never single. She always had a guy. And then when things started getting rocky with that guy, she found kind of a backup guy, right? Who most often didn't know he was the backup guy. But she always had sort of a backup guy, or he knew he was a backup guy, but was getting played and made to think that he wasn't the backup guy or she was, le you know, so I had a friend who like, that was her deal, right? She would have somebody, but she would have somebody in the backup. And then when that relationship started going sour, she had another person in the backup. There was always a guy. I never, ever saw her single, ever. There was always somebody that she was stringing along. And... I never quite understood that, you know, and, and for her, I think it was because she was looking for people to take care of her, uh, you know, so she was, she was definitely, you know, a person who was using other people, but, um, but she was, I, God, it's so difficult to look at her situation and understand. I can't understand that because I have no problem being single. I have no problem being alone because I'm not lonely when I'm alone. I don't feel like I'm missing something because I'm alone, right? Because I'm single. I don't have that, that need to find somebody because I feel that there's something missing in my life. And so around Valentine's Day, I think there's a lot of women out there who because of a day, and it's just a random day. I mean, pick a day, any day. I mean, they name days after crap. There's cupcake day, hot dog day. You know, just because it's National Hot Dog Day doesn't mean I automatically want hot dogs, right? It's just a day. It's a name that was given to a day. They gave it a holiday, and then somewhere along the line, somebody decided to say, let's commercialize that and make a profit off of it, right? So, you know, and then everybody who's not getting a Valentine's Day card, who's not getting a dozen roses, who's not getting a, a an engagement ring, they should feel pathetic and lonely because they're not getting these things. Um, it's I never got that part. I never did. I still, and I don't think I ever will. Um, but for many women, 
that tends to be a problem. And I think that if you, if you're one of those women, if you're one of those people, and for some people it's, you know, um, I guess it is different for some because they had it and then they lost it, right? Then I can understand it. Maybe, again, maybe that's the reason Valentine's Day doesn't bother me. And I've done podcasts about this before in blog posts. Valentine's Day isn't a big deal to me. But maybe it is because I have never had something and then lost it. So maybe it's just because I don't know what I'm missing, right? That could very well be it, right? But I think that, you know, sitting and having a specific day cause you to sit down and feel bad about yourself because you just happen to not be in a relationship, that's not healthy and that's not good for you, right? Um, one of my favorite, I, I have like a little meme that I posted on my on my blog and there's various different places in Facebook that I put it up and I'll, I'll put it on this pod, uh, podcast or uh, blog post, but it's uh, it says, you know, be happy just to be happy. Be happy with yourself because then nobody can take that away from you, right? So, you know, I've always been a huge, huge supporter of, you know, it's like for my friend, or my, she used to be my friend, um, who could never be single, I would beg her. And I have another friend who, you know, she never really spent a significant time single. She's now uh, doing that. She's now single. But she would go from bad relationship to bad relationship to bad relationship to, you know, these guys who are just total schmucks. Um, and for whatever reason, who knows why, but she did. And I can't tell you how many times I begged her, her and, you know, this other friend who, uh, or ex-friend who's no longer a friend, but, you know, I would beg them. I'm like, please just be single. Seriously, like be single. I've never seen you be on your own. And, but I've watched you go through guy after guy after guy after guy. And every time you're with a different guy, you know, there's a pattern that emerges that you change and adjust who you are to be with that person. So it's almost like you have no idea how to be alone because you have no idea who you really are. You don't want to be by yourself because you have no definition of yourself. Your definition of you is always attached to this other person. I'm not who I am without so-and-so. I can't be me without them. I don't know how to be by myself. I actually have had people tell me that. I don't know how to be by myself. It's not freaking hard. You be by yourself, right? And you figure out who you are. You need to be able to like yourself and like your own company and be comfortable with who you are and your own skin and, and what you believe in before you can be happy with anybody else, right? There was, oh God, what was that movie? It was kind of a, a dud movie. Um, had Julia Roberts in it. Uh, oh, what was it? Um, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. So this was a movie with Julia Roberts in it and uh, Richard Gere, I think. Yeah, Richard Gere. He, like, he did the story on this woman who kept running out on her weddings, right? And he ended up falling in love with her. It was kind of a, it was kind of a blah movie. It wasn't all that great. But the crazy thing is, like, the whole point of, 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 you know, how it connects to what I'm saying is, is throughout the movie, he always would ask these guys, I don't know how it came up in topic, but how she liked her eggs. And each guy said that she liked her eggs different. And it was because she was liking their, her, 
the way that the guy liked it. Like if the guy liked him scrambled, she liked him scrambled. If the guy liked him over easy, she ate him over easy. If the guy liked him poached, she ate him poached, right? And she never had developed her sense of self. So like he, you know, he would ask and say, hey, what's going on? Like, how do you like your eggs? And she couldn't decide for herself. It was always based on the person she was with, right? So around this time of year, I think a lot of people mistake that, you know, being alone for being lonely. Just because you're alone doesn't mean you have to be lonely. Are you lonely because, you know, you truly, you're okay with yourself, you're okay with who you are, you have a strong sense of self, self-worth, self, you know, encouragement, like you know who you are, who you are, what you want, what you're about. You have that strong sense of self and now you just want somebody to share your life, then, you know, I get that part. I really do. I get, you know, if you're, you want to have somebody who compliments your life, right? Not because you feel like you need that person. And I think that's where so many women get into such crappy relationships, right? And the few times that I've stumbled and been in a relationship, they've been bad. Like I don't date very often. I don't, um, I don't get involved uh, ever since I've had my kids because I, you know, I don't want to be someone who brings, I don't want like a revolving door of, of men in my kids' lives. Um, and that's my choice. That's just me. I'm not passing judgment on anybody. That's, that's just what I chose to do for my kids. Um, I don't want confusion in their lives, uh, especially for my boys, you know, before my daughter was born, especially for them because their father is not in the picture. And so it's not like, you know, they have a dad and they have a steady, you know, father figure in their lives. So if mom dates and, you know, one guy maybe works out, the other doesn't or, you know, whatever happens, um, they still have that strong figure in their life to, to have, you know, as a father. I didn't want, you know, men to come in and out of their lives and, and be there one day and gone the next because I didn't want that to hurt them, you know. Uh, because, you know, without their father in their lives, they didn't have that. And I made the decision a long time ago that it would, it, for me, in my opinion, and how I wanted to raise my kids, and, and remembering kind of my childhood and growing up and how, um, you know, when my dad would date, it was almost always in the back of my head. In fact, I even told my stepmother this. Oh my God, I remember this. She does too. Um <laughs> Uh, when my stepmother came along, my dad had dated, and, and that's not to say that he was like, you know, a big player. There wasn't a lot of women in and out of his life, but, you know, there were a few, but none of them stuck around, right? And so it was always in the back of my head of how long is this one going to last? I'm not going to get attached to this person because tomorrow they could be gone. They're not bound to me in any way so that if they stop dating my dad, they're just out of my life, right? So I'm not going to get attached because I did get attached and I did like people and then they were gone just like that and, and no more in my life. Right. And that was hard for me as a kid. Um, and again, not that it happened often, but when it did, it was, it was very hard for me. So I just got to the point where I just didn't expect anything and I didn't get attached. So when my stepmother came along when I was 15, I think in one of the first few times that we ever talked, I was like, you know, I'm not going to get attached to you in all honesty because I don't think you're going to be around that long. I told her that. Like, I remember that. And it kind of sucks now that I'm older. I'm like, God, that was really a shitty thing to say. But that's how I felt, you know? So, um, 
you know, when I told her, I was like, I don't, you know, if this marriage, you know, and then they got married. I'm like, if your marriage lasts longer than a year, I'll be surprised or five years or something like that. And, and they've been married forever now. I don't even remember how long I've been married now. Um, so, and I choose not to, cause I, it makes me remember how close to 40 I am this year. So, um, but <laughs> that's how I felt, you know, and I didn't want that for my kids. I didn't want them to feel like somebody could be there. They could get attached and then they go. The closest I ever got was my daughter's dad. And that was just because we spent so much time around each other and we were always there and we were kind of over at his house a lot and we were over there a lot while we were doing whatever it is we were doing. I don't know if we were, I mean, I knew I was trying to make a relationship work. I don't think that that was ever the intent for him. I don't know anymore, but, um, you know, it became difficult when we were gone because all of a sudden they were like, are we not, are we not going over to, to Brooklyn's dad's house? Nope. Nope. He and I aren't seeing each other anymore. So they see each other, you know, every so often now. So he is still sort of a part of their life, but only because of their sister. He sees them when I drop off, pick up, and they happen to be with me, right? But he didn't really play a huge role in their lives. Um, he didn't want to. He really didn't make an effort to try and get to know them or really do anything with them. Um, and, uh, you know, to his defense, though, I think it was hard for him because, you know, special needs kids, it's... if it's not exactly easy, you know, to try and figure out what's going on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I've never had that where I, I, you know, felt like I needed to have a relationship. Um, and, and again, the, the few times that I did, it was so horribly bad. Like, I just don't want to repeat it. I don't want to even try. So, uh, you know, I think that that's where, you know, maybe I get it in my head. If I met somebody, I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe I should try. Maybe I should see. It'd be nice to have somebody involved in my life. But in doing so, I accept, I find the wrong people, you know? So anytime I've let my guard down and go, well, maybe I should just let somebody in. I'm letting them in just to let them in, not because they're the right person to let in. So maybe that's something, you know, that if you're out there and it's Valentine's Day and, and you're feeling like you're, you're missing out on something, um, you know, think about that. Is it because you, you really want somebody to share your life with, to, to, you know, that will bring additional happiness, right? Because you're already happy. You're already good with who you are. You're good with your situation. You're good with your life and happy. And now you want somebody to come and join you in that happiness who will just take you to that next happy level, then that's awesome. That's a good reason. That's, that's, that's wanting to not be alone anymore, right? That's not trying to solve a loneliness problem because if you're just looking for somebody to fill a void because you, you like you feel like something like you you feel like it, you need that person to be happy. You need to have somebody to be happy. You can't be happy by yourself. You have to have somebody. Then that's not right. It's not going to help you because you know you may find the man in your dreams doing that, but more than likely you're gonna take whatever you can get just to try and fill a void and. You know, I'd say probably a good 60-40 most of the time people end up in relationships they shouldn't be in simply because they're trying to fill that void. 
They're trying to fill this imaginary. They're trying to find that person to make them happy instead of being happy first and then having someone join them that complements that happiness, that adds to that happiness. Because again, that's the thing. If you're waiting on something or someone to be what makes you happy, you can't base your happiness on that because that can be taken away. It can be taken away and then you're back to being miserable and or it gives that person a certain amount of power over you, right? If you're using that person to fill a void, to try and make you happy, that all of a sudden gives them that control over you to say, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm this thing that makes you happy. So now, therefore, you're going to adjust your life and who you are and what you want and what you believe and how you feel to try and make it work with me instead of it just working because this person is that complement to your life, right? And I'm not saying, you know, you don't have to compromise in relationships. Of course you have to compromise. But if you can't figure out who you are outside of that person, if you feel like you don't have any meaning unless you have somebody with you, that's the problem. That is a problem. And so around Valentine's Day, if you can't buy yourself some flowers to brighten up your room or your house and take your kid out to a Valentine's Day dinner or buy you and your kid a box of chocolates or whatever and split them on the couch, um, you know, if you can't have, if you don't have that happiness, then, then that would be my suggestion. Work on that first before you go out and try and find a man to fill a void or a woman to fill a void, Right? Try and find that happiness in yourself. What's going to make you happy? Because if you base your happiness on just having some person come and be with you, then you're going to be unhappy if they ever go and you won't be okay. Like, you know, and I'm not just talking about we were together for years and we broke up and I'm sad about it. It becomes the, you know, then you're this, that you're, then you're that person who goes from guy to guy to guy to guy because you don't know how to be by yourself. You don't know how to be happy without somebody there. And that's never going to work out. That's going to put you in a position where you're always looking for that backup guy or you're always looking for the next person to be with because you can't be happy by yourself. And then you end up with horrible person after horrible, you know, maybe you get lucky, but more than likely you end up with Mr. Wrong, Mr. Wrong, Mr. Wrong, and Mr. Wrong. Because you allowed that to be... You know, you settled so that you would have somebody, you know, <clears throat> I made that mistake once, you know, well, no, yeah, pretty much once my boys is dad. There was never, I mean, there was a brief moment where I thought maybe there was more to it, but I got over that pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> but my daughter's dad, that was the, you know, one time, let's see, my boys were seven when that happened. So seven years. And it's been eight years since then, you know, I just, you know, I took that one time and I settled, you know, thinking, okay, maybe I should, you know, here's this guy I'm interested in. And I thought, well, maybe I should try not being alone, being with somebody and I'll ignore this and I'll ignore that and I'll ignore this other thing. And I'll try and do the whole, well, he's a good guy underneath and it's, you know, I'll, I'll figure out how to make it work. And it just didn't, it was never gonna, it was never gonna work. 
And so I settled thinking, okay, well, I just don't, you know, maybe I should try not being alone. And it wasn't right. It wasn't the right fit. I'll never regret it because I have my daughter. But other than that, it's, I mean, if I could eradicate the entire experience and still keep my daughter, I would. Because I kind of see it as like this stain on my <laughs> on my life, you know, of, of where I made bad decisions and was doing things that I normally wouldn't do. I, you know, I drank more than I would ever normally drink and have since, you know, um, you know, I got in fights and, and, you know, became sort of the worst possible version of myself. Well, not the worst possible, but not a good version of myself. And it was totally opposite of who I really am in order to try and make something work with somebody that was never going to work. Right. And it was the worst thing I could have done. And, you know, after the first, you know, few weeks, month of, you know, being out of that relationship and getting over the, you know, the, the upset and the hurt and finally getting back to clarity and that hindsight's 2020 thing. Um, been ecstatically happy ever since realizing how much I sacrificed and how much I changed in order to just try and make something work with somebody that was never going to work all in the effort to not be alone because I wasn't lonely. I just didn't want to be, I guess, alone. I thought maybe I needed somebody to fill something, right? So, you know, around Valentine's day, if you're alone, if you're by yourself, if you're single, right? It's not the worst thing in the world. It's really not. Maybe this year, if you're single and you're, you know, if you're not like me, who you can look at the holiday and just go, nah, it's not a big deal. But if you are, if you're single and it's, it's a huge deal for you that you don't have somebody on Valentine's Day, you know, what I would suggest and what I would recommend is be your own Valentine. And as corny as that sounds, I get it. It sounds really cheesy, but seriously, be your own Valentine. Figure out, take the day to sit down with yourself and figure out what do you love? What do you want? How do you like your eggs, right? Like what is important to you in life? What will make you happy? Because it's not just a man, okay? It's not just a a significant other. That's That's not the only thing that will make you happy. It would be, you know, you need to get to a point hopefully in your life where you're like, I'm happy right now. And if I find somebody, then that's just gravy. That's extra. But I don't need it in order to be happy. Right? Because then any relationship you find will be a lot healthier than I just need somebody to fill the space. Right? So I hope that this was somewhat helpful. I hope that it inspired you to look at the upcoming holiday, Valentine's Day, as, you know, it's a day. And it's a day. And it can be a day for you to enjoy the love that you get from your kids. And it can be a day for you to renew the love that you have for yourself. And figure out, if you're not happy right now, what would it take? What would it take besides a man or a woman or a relationship of some kind to make you happy? Because it can't just be that. That can't be the sole thing that you rely on your happiness for. Maybe you take a trip, go to the mountains, go to the beach. You know, I would love to go to the beach, but I live in Colorado, so the mountains it is. But then it's cold and I'm cold and miserable and I'd rather be at the beach. (laughs) Um, 
but take a drive go get a cup of coffee you know sit outside and if it's nice where you are don't freeze um or whatever the case may be but just do something that helps you know feed your soul and and sit down and start thinking about not a relationship if a relationship is all that you think you need to be happy then you're missing something else you're missing something else because it can't just be i don't have someone and that's why i'm not happy that can't be it there's something else stop and you know take a minute figure out what that is how you can change that how can you be happy with you and who you are and then if you want a relationship that's different there's a difference between want and need I want to have a relationship with somebody but I don't need it I'm happy without it but I would like it right that's different so I hope you enjoyed this I blissfully yay I didn't totally take a nosedive into politics this time Woohoo! I'm so proud so um, <laughs> I hope that you have a wonderful wonderful Valentine's Day with your children and if you have a significant other, your significant other. Um, and if you don't have a significant other, go buy yourself a box of candy, a little box of candy. Go buy yourself some flowers. Go take yourself to the park. You know, take your kids with you. Go have a picnic. Do something. Enjoy the day. Don't wallow or mope or cry because it's Valentine's Day if you don't have somebody. Because it's just a day like any other day. Take care of yourself, have a great day, and we will talk again soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me today for the Single Mom Success Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms, and if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, head on over to thesinglemomblog.com to make sure you never miss out on our most recent posts and podcasts. Thanks again, and never forget, you rock. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.